0: look to the word of the Lord Jeremiah chapter 18 and we're going to begin uh, reading at the first verse Jeremiah chapter 18 and we're going to begin reading at the first verse Before I do begin reading I want to mention to you that this coming Sunday February 5th at 9:30 a.m. in the conference room we're going to be uh, having our uh, new module for our, our Christian development, and it's going to be a wonderful class, and it's going to be a blessed time in the Lord. That'll be this coming Sunday, 9.30 a.m. in the conference room. You can see Connect Point uh, for more information on that class. But we're looking forward. God is adding to the church. God is adding to the church. And we're thankful for that. Jeremiah chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. The scripture says this, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Praise God. The Lord said, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And last week we talked about the fact that this is a chosen and sanctified house. This week I want to add to that Understanding of what God is doing in this place, and I want to preach to you on this subject. This is the potter's house. This is the potter's house. (laughs) That we lift up our voices unto him and ask his blessing upon the preaching of his word. Lord, I thank you for your goodness to us, I thank you for your grace. Lord, there is none like unto you, and you have come to this place to meet with us, Lord. You have filled this house and our souls with your spirit. Lord, if there's someone here who's not yet received your Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll baptize them with the Holy Ghost and fire. God, we want this to be a place where the fire falls. I pray in the name of the Lord that you'll help your word to go forth. Let your anointing rest upon your messenger and upon your people. We love you and honor you and give you all praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. So good to see everybody. Last week we were were so excited to see everyone. And what to our wondering eyes did appear on that morning but much more snow than had been anticipated. But we had a, a, we had a good studio audience, and we had a good live stream audience, and we had the presence of the Lord in both settings, and we're p- grateful to God for that. But it's good to see everybody here today, and we're excited about Tyler and Makai getting baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. This baptismal area was not put here for decoration. This is not a part of the interior design scheme. This is here for the remission of sins. Hallelujah. And we're so thankful for those who are going to be baptized today and many more to come. Praise the Lord. This is the potter's house. Now, when I mention the word or the name Judas Iscariot, that name Judas Iscariot is a name that, that truly evokes a lot of thought concerning our feelings. This this is not a name that is just neutral to us. We we know who that is, and and uh, if you don't know, I'll enlighten you. Uh, you probably haven't met very many people with the first name Judas and the middle name Iscariot. Uh, it just doesn't go together in the modern context. This this man was known in his life and in history now as. A great betrayer of Christ, and it's one of the most tragic stories that unfolds in the scriptures but uh, but Judas Iscariot was a disciple of Jesus and he was specifically chosen by Jesus and and what an amazing life that he had lived up to that point and what an amazing opportunity he had to be with the Lord but but he did not make the most of the opportunity. He, he ended up fulfilling one of the great uh, prophecies of the Old Testament concerning the fact that Christ would be betrayed, that he would be rejected. And Judas took up that role as it would turn out. And this, this was a tragic situation. He, he wrestled with things. You see in the scriptures that he wrestled with different ideas concerning his feelings about Christ. It was Judas who objected to the woman pouring out that priceless ointment upon the feet of Jesus. And he said, this this was such a waste. Imagine saying that anything given to Jesus was such a waste. There is nothing that you do for the Lord or give to the Lord that is wasteful. Little is much when God is in it. And yet Judas couldn't see that. He just looked at this pouring of this valuable ointment upon the feet of Jesus and he said this is such a waste this could have been used to such a better degree by selling it and giving it to the poor so he he couched his concern in this idea that he was altruistic and benevolent but the reality was and the bible tells us he was a thief and he was looking to skim some of what it was what it was sold for. And instead of giving it to the poor, he was gonna he was gonna keep some of it for himself, if not all of it. But but he was he was struggling to, to really live the life of a disciple. And you've got to, you've got to be, you've got to make sure that you're sold out to God. You've got to make sure that you're committed to living for him and serving him. Because it, when, you, when you aren't and you let these little holes and gaps uh, emerge in your life, those are little crevices where the enemy can slip in. And the scripture says that, that, in fact, John chapter 13, it states that Satan entered him. And he began to do the bidding of, of the devil. And one of the things that he was doing was he was betraying Jesus. Infamously, uh, Judas Iscariot sells Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver, 30 pieces of silver, which, you know, we're to buy the truth and sell it not. So, so to the idea of selling it at all is, is an absurd idea. There is no price tag you can put upon the great grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, let alone the measly amount of 30 pieces of silver. And yet Judas... He, he, he took 30 pieces of silver and turned Jesus over to the authorities and let them know where he was, and he sold him, and he said, I will show you where he is. The Bible says there was a place where Jesus oft resorted thither, and this means he went there a lot, and Judas was so familiar with Jesus that he knew where Jesus would be at this particular time. That's how familiar he was with the Lord. Just because you know your way around a walk with God doesn't mean you're where you need to be. And sometimes that's the most deceptive of all places because sometimes it's in those moments where you take for granted the idea that you could be lost. But friend, any one of us could be lost. If we're, not, if we're still breathing, we still have a choice of whether we're going to serve the Lord or not. I say let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so Judas, he, he takes this 30 pieces of silver, takes them to where Jesus is, and, and then he approaches Jesus, and he, this, is what he, this is how sinister this was. He tells them, hey, the, the man that I kiss on the, on the cheek, the man that I kiss is the man. You go and get him. And he walks up to Jesus, and he, he kisses his friend, and Jesus calls him friend. He calls him friend. And knowing what he was doing, knowing that he was being led by the enemy, he called him friend. Let me tell you something about living for the Lord. You You don't have to have an enemy when you're living for the Lord because no weapon formed against you can prosper. Well, if we know anything, we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And there is nothing that the enemy can do against you. In Jesus' name, when you're living for the Lord, all of it has to work together in harmony for God to bring something beautiful forth in your life. And so Jesus was not interested in saying, uh, Judas, how dare you? You're such a, you're such a con man. You're such a hypocrite. No, he said, you're my friend because he knew that this was going to be ultimately for the good of all mankind. And so he called him friend and, 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 and the chief priests emerge, the soldiers emerge, they, they take Jesus before the council and, and the story of Calvary begins to unfold and the horrible death of Jesus Christ that we have rehearsed and must continue to rehearse over and over from this pulpit and beyond. It is the cross of Jesus Christ that helps us to understand that he took our sins away. And so Judas played this part. And when Jesus is crucified, Judas cannot live with himself. His role in this haunted him. The idea that he would betray Jesus the Christ, the innocent one, the anointed one, hallelujah, the the blessed one. The fact that he would betray him was too much. And the Bible says that he took that 30 pieces of silver and he cast it back to those that he had given it to him. He wanted nothing to do with that. But they didn't want it because it was blood money. And so they, they used it, and Judas went and hung himself. He actually took his own life. Let me tell you something. I want to tell you something today. J- Judas did as bad a thing as anybody anywhere could ever do. And he didn't have to take his life because the Lord would have absolutely forgiven him with the blood that he had just shed upon the cross. And let me tell you something. I don't know what you've done or what haunts you or what makes you feel like you don't belong here today because you know the thresholds you've crossed and you know the boundaries that you've transgressed and you don't, you don't think there's any way back because the accuser of the brethren has lied to you and told you there's no way back. But I stand here today, I rise in a fallen world to let you know that Jesus Christ paid it all for you. And there absolutely is a way back Because this is the potter's house. And this is where broken things are put back together. My God have mercy. And I've come to let somebody to know today, if you let him, God will put you back together. And he will lift the burden of that shame off of your shoulders. And he will lift the condemnation of that mistake and failure. Hey, and you know what? Maybe it wasn't a mistake. Maybe it was a deliberate act of transgression and sin that you can't go back and redo. God will forgive you if you will turn it all to him and turn from your wicked ways. And I know better than to ask, I know better than to ask the perfect people to give him praise because in, there's no perfect people in this place except Jesus. So I'm gonna ask everybody who's ever made a mistake and thought you couldn't get back up. I wonder if you could give God some praise.
1: Hallelujah!
0: Judas threw that money back to the chief priests. And and when he did, the chief priests, they didn't want this money. They didn't want to take it to the temple. It was blood money. This whole thing was so convoluted. They they, they really were hypocrites. And they were willing to, to, to pay to get Jesus and crucify him. But they weren't about to take that money back and put it in the temple, so they used it to buy a field of blood. A seldom, they used it to buy something we call the Potter's Field, and the Potter's Field was a field of blood because it's where they buried people who had no hope, people that nobody cared about. It was, it was, it was just people who had no family, nobody who loved them, nobody who cared for them, no friends, and they were just cast into this field. And it was a good place for people to kind of get buried and get lost into that, into that. Uh, that that uneven terrain because it was the potter's field. And what that means is that the clay was dug up in that area and used for pottery. The clay was all unearthed, so there were a lot of divots and rigid, uh, rough areas, and there were a lot of uh, 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 indolation, and the topography was uneven and and all broken up, and there were cracks and crevices because it was the potter's field. It was a mutilated field It was used to gather together the clay for pottery, Purposes and so it was. It, it doubled then as a place where they could throw people that that didn't have a plan for their burial and and nobody knew whether they died or not. It was the indigent of society and they were just cast into this potter's field. And so that potter's field was a place where where pottery was, the clay used for pottery was gathered, but it was also a place where all the people that nobody even knew their name, all the unregistered in society, they were just cast off as though they didn't matter. And it became a field of blood. It was a a terrible, terrible place. And that's what they used, the money that Judas brought back to them, that's what they used to purchase. They purchased the potter's field, a the field of blood. And, 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 and so Judas falls headlong into the potter's field. And, and so it is that, that when you look at this story, it's so sad because it's a picture of our world today. Our world buys into this lie that there's some kind of a, a way that you can sell out Jesus and still have peace. That you can somehow get rid of Jesus and, and that's going to give you some kind of acceptance in society. And it's going to give you some kind of a satisfaction. And, and it's, the, it's the greatest lie of the enemy. It's the, the most um, remarkable thing that people would even believe it. But it's the deception of our human flesh to believe the lie of the adversary. Jesus brings nothing but good to people's life. If you just think about it logically, what is it about peace you don't want? What 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 is it about having a, a free Conscience that you don't want? What, what is it about not having the shackles of shame that you don't want? What what is it about having hope and harmony in your home that you don't want? What what is it that about a, a mind that is free of a of a, a shamed conscience that you don't want? Everything Jesus brings is love and life and joy and hope and happiness and faith and peace and mercy and goodness and I grace. And I could go on and I will believe. believe. Believe me, I'll keep going on because there's just no end to the joy that he brings. But the enemy will come to you and say, hey, if you will, if you will, uh, if you will i will give you a little bit of this if you will just release jesus if you'll let go of jesus i'll give you this and for a little momentary satisfaction we just give up jesus and for a little for a little cheap thrill we give up jesus and for a temporary high we give up jesus and for illicit relationships that are toxic and no good anyway we we just give up jesus like we just stop walking with him we stop loving him and we just disobey him and and, and we become like Judas where there's no hope. We feel that there's no hope and we end up like him in the potter's field. We, we end up like those hopeless in society in the potter's field. And that's where sin is gonna take you. He's gonna take you to the place of total brokenness, the place of, of complete emptiness where people don't feel loved, they don't feel appreciated, they don't feel valued. And that's the potter's field. It's, it's where nobody, nobody even knows who's in that place. Because these people are people who just simply weren't even known or loved by society. And that's where sin will take you, to a place of total destitution. But why go to the potter's field when you can go to the potter's house? Why go, why go to that place of brokenness when, when you can go to the potter? The potter's house has just as much brokenness as does the potter's field. The potter's house, listen, the potter's house is not this, this just uh, place that is immaculate and has no issues. No, God said to Jeremiah, I want you to arise and I want you to go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. He had a word from the Lord for the nation of Israel. And God said, I want to speak to you clearly. And the only way I'm going to do that is if you can arise. If you want to know what I'm talking about concerning Israel, I want you to arise and I want you to go down to the potter's house. And at the potter's house, you're going to understand. I'm going to make you hear what I mean. At the potter's house, you're going to learn what I want to do for Israel. So arise, and my prayer today is that there are people all across the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, who even right now, the Lord is saying, arise and go to the Tree of Life Church because there's a work happening there, and there I'm gonna cause you to hear my words. This must be a house where people can come and hear the words of God concerning the hope he has given to his people. Hallelujah. This is not just a gathering place. This is not just a place with comfortable seats and a place that's just recently built. No, this is a potter's house. This is where broken things are put back together. This is where broken relationships are restored. This is where broken dreams are revived. Hallelujah. This is where broken hopes are healed and broken hearts are mended. This is the potter's house. And we've got to understand, we are all here as vessels that the potter has put back together. None of us run this place. None of us, none of us own this place. This is the potter's house. This is the Lord's house. He is the Lord of this house. there are no big U's and big I's and little U's. There's just one I am, and He is the great I am. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's any vessels who remember when the Lord put you on the potter's wheel and you couldn't see your way forward and you didn't know what tomorrow would hold and you dreaded waking up and you fretted going to sleep and you hated life and you were less afraid of death than you were of life and suicidal thoughts ran through your mind and maybe they are even today. But I've come to let you know there is a God in heaven who has... Mercy upon those who are in such a state. We're not gonna let you leave this house without knowing there's hope, there's hope in Jesus. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope in Jesus. Arise, Jeremiah. Go down to the potter's house. Jeremiah, arise. You just sometimes you just gotta get up and go. I said, sometimes you just gotta get up and go. The prodigal son said, I will arise and I'll go to the father's house. Sometimes you just gotta get up. Oh, hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. It's time to get up. I don't know what knocked you down, but you've got to get up. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. God's got something good in store for me. Get up out of that grave. Get up out of that turmoil. My God, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, and go. will say it to you believe it uh, over the lie of the devil he has no power to hold you down get up and go hallelujah to the potter's house and this is the potter's house and Jeremiah goes to the potter's house and when he walks he goes and he looks inside and he said behold the potter wrought a work upon the wheels I love it because that's what I want people to see when they walk in this house. Uh, I want them to see oh, the potter is at work. Whew, hallelujah. This isn't a showcase of the shiny. This isn't, the, this isn't some kind of, a, of, a, of a, a window into a world where people have no issues. No, when you walk in this house, you need to walk in and say, hey, this is the potter's house. There are works in progress. Hallelujah. God is doing a work among his people. I want people, saints of God, listen to me. Tree of Life Church, hear what I'm telling you. We are in this thing together. We have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. And we need for people, when they walk into this place, they need to know that the Lord is doing a work. I listen... Please don't misunderstand me right now. I thank God for every blessing that he has given to the Tree of Life Church. I thank God for everything he's helped us do in the construction of this great edifice for his glory. I give him praise for all that he's done. And I love all the little touches, and I love all the finishes, and I love how it looks, and I, I love being here. And we've got more work we're going to be doing, and we've got things we've got to correct and things of that nature. But, but I'm just grateful for what God has done. But when people walk in, I don't want them to think, wow, this is a big lobby. I want them to walk in and say the Lord is at work in this place. I want them to walk in and understand, hey, the Spirit of the Lord is doing a work in this place. God is here. I want them to feel the presence of the Lord. You know why we have pre-service prayer? We have pre-service. We're not trying to fill a ritual or fulfill an obligation. We are trying to create an atmosphere where the Spirit of the Lord can begin to work so that people will walk in and say, the potter is at work in this house. I can't. And feel the presence of the Lord. I thank God for this worship team. I thank God for these ministers and musicians and children's ministry workers and greeters and ushers and, and prayer warriors. I thank God because it's our job to create an atmosphere. Saint of God, it's your job to create an atmosphere where people know God's doing the work. 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 Hallelujah, he walked in and said he has wrought a work and he has wrought a work upon the wheels. Wheels, plural. Wheels, plural. Hallelujah, brother Enos, you preached on the unseen wheel because there's a wheel that you see the potter working with But the whole time he's operating another wheel that isn't able to be viewed by just anybody. That's the way it is in the Holy Ghost. There's a wheel you can see and there's a wheel you can't see. And even when you don't see it, he's working. And even when you don't feel it, he's working. He never stops. No, he never stops working. Ah, Ezekiel called it the wheel in the middle of a wheel. And we can't, we can't forget about the wheel in the middle of a wheel. There's a, there's a wheel and then there's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. You, want to, you know what it is? Let me tell you what it is. There's a wheel of what God is doing and there's a wheel of what we are doing. And we've got to be doing what he's doing. He's the director. And we're just going along for the ride. We're just going through the motions of the Holy Ghost. But this thing is direct. Directed and orchestrated by the Spirit of the Lord. And we can't see it, and we'd better not try to control it. It's something given and instituted by Almighty God. I preach long enough to know it's real, ladies and gentlemen. I will, I will, I I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of the pulpit, and I will greet somebody, and they'll say, I tell you what, pastor, that word that you shared, and they'll say something that I don't think I said. And I'll think, man, I just don't remember saying that. And I'll tell you what it is. It's because it wasn't me who said it. I just was, I was just working the work of him that sent me, but he started doing whatever he wanted to do. And he started, my God, I love what Paul told Timothy, the spirit speaketh expressly in these last days. I want Tree of Life Church to be a place where the Spirit speaketh expressly. I want this to be a place where people walk in and before a, a note of music is struck, before a verse of song is sung, before a text of a sermon is announced, I want people to be able to feel the glory of God and know that the Lord is at work in this place. Hallelujah. That's the first thing he said. Behold, he wrought a word. I want people to walk onto this property and into these services. Hallelujah. And I mean every service. Every single time we gather together, we never should take it for granted. Don't you come in and just, you know, sit back and relax. And and, and, and thank God we didn't put a footstool underneath these nice seats we have. Amen. People be laid back, grab a bag of popcorn and... And no, I don't want—I don't want us to get too comfortable. I want us to—I want us to be comfortable while we're sitting, but I want to make sure that we understand we're here to have an atmosphere for the glory of the Lord. This is where broken people can be put back together. This is where, by God. Let me tell you my vision that the Lord has given to me. I want us to be ready. And we're going to do what we can to make ourselves ready. And I need your help. I'm going to need your help. We're going to be talking about it. We're going all in in 2023. But we're going to prepare ourselves by the grace of God to be ready for every issue that walks through those doors. We're going to be ready for every single issue that comes through those doors. I'm tired of the church complaining about the world having Having so many issues. Of course, the world has so many issues. It's the world that Jesus died to save from sin. Of course, they have issues. We have answers. And don't ever forget it. We have answers. And we need to start acting like it. And we need to start living like it. And we need to start giving like it. And we need to start worshiping like it. This is the potter's house. This is the potter's house. This isn't me casa su casa. This isn't my house. This isn't your house. This is the potter's house. This is... This is where he does his work. Hallelujah. And it is a work. Jeremiah said, I I looked and he said there was a vessel that he made of clay. A vessel he made of clay. And it was marred in the hands of the potter. So many things to point out. Number one, it was a vessel. It wasn't just a lump. It was a vessel. God has purpose for it. And God has purpose for you. And it can be a different kind of vessel. It, not every vessel is the same. Some vessels are, are receiving vessels. They're just, they're pots where you can put soil and seed and things grow in those vessels. And that's a good vessel, but that's not the only vessel. There are other vessels. Some vessels are vessels that, that have a handle on them and a spout and, and you actually can put water in it and you can hold the handle and you can tip it a little bit where the water runs down the spout and into a cup and you make some nice tea. It's made for that purpose. There are differing vessels and, and, and we could go on about the different kind of vessels that the clay is able to become and they're all different and everybody here is a little bit different in the purpose but the ultimate purpose is the Lord's purpose which is to seek and to save that which was lost. So all of us have a role to play in that great quest of God to seek and to save that which was lost but, but, but the work that God is doing is he is creating all of us to be vessels. And we are vessels not of gold, not of silver. We are vessels of clay. Remember that you and I, we are vessels of clay. This means we were dug up from the earth. We are fragile. We we aren't perfect. We do have flaws. We, 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 We reflect the earth that we came from. We're kind of a glorified dirt ball, if you please. We're just... We're just clay is what we are that had the fire of God breathed on it and the hands of the potter that molded us. Hallelujah. And listen, I I don't know what potter molded you. Maybe you were molded by the wrong potter. Maybe you were molded by someone with ill intent or someone who had some kind of a falseness in them. But you've got to let yourself be broken in the presence of the Lord and let him make you what you ought to be in him. Oh, hallelujah Vessels of clay, Jeremiah said They were all vessels and they were all of clay And everybody in this house is a vessel of clay Remember that when you get upset with the person next to you Remember that when you get upset with the person across the way from you Of course, that doesn't happen Nobody here ever gets upset with anybody here Amen, that's prophetic, amen but just remember that, that these are, we're all vessels of clay. Hallelujah. And, and the Bible says that the vessel of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. Marred in the hands of the potter. That means it was broken. That means it was damaged in the potter's house. Yeah. In the potter's house. In the place where things are supposed to be put back together, there was brokenness. Guess what? Yeah, in the church. Where things are supposed to be good and wholesome and and right and lovely. There's brokenness and there's damage that occurs and there's hurt. And there are people here today, you've experienced what we call church hurt. You've experienced what it means to be broken. And and it shocked you because you thought, my goodness, I thought in the potter's house, everything was supposed to be just right. But But the fact is that there are times where there is a marring of the clay. But you hear what I'm telling you today. If you'll stay in the potter's house... The potter will make you another vessel. That's what Jeremiah said. He said he was marred in the potter's hand. There is no safer place to have damage done than in the hand of God. Listen to me. It is a lie and a trick of the devil to get you to walk away from the hand of God when you feel broken and hurt and confused. No, stay in that hand. That hand is going to put you back together again that hand is going to shore you up. I want to know if there's anybody here who's ever been healed by the power of God. Ah. Stay in the potter's house. This is where healing happens. Don't leave the potter's house and go to the potter's field. No matter how broken, no matter how marred, no matter how damaged you may feel, don't go to the potter's field. That's a field of blood. That's a field of brokenness. Don't go into this world that is lost and sinful. This world that is, that is without hope. Don't, don't go into the potter's field. Come to the potter's house. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that he's not done with me. I'm thankful that he's still working on me hallelujah. If Listen, if there's something about me that you don't like you can join the club of people who don't like it but but I'll tell you I'm going to stay in this potter's house and if you'll stick around a while you'll see whatever that is begin to be shaped by God to where all the rough edges will be smoothed over and God will begin to make me what I ought to be and he'll do the same for you. He'll mold your perspective. He'll mold your mind. He'll mold your spirit. You'll start shining like the sun. You'll begin to treat one another with kindness and respect. You will love your neighbor as yourself and we'll love this lost world that we came by, by, the, by the appointment of God to save. This happens in the potter's house. I watched until the, the, the clay was marred in the hands of the potter and, but that's not the end of the story. And we see in this account of God speaking to Jeremiah, we see an example of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just as that vessel of clay, and that is what God came down into. He came into the form of a man. And just as that vessel of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, Jesus was marred and damaged and wounded and chastised at the cross. And and just as he was buried and rose from that dead, This vessel of clay was made into another vessel. I don't know what vessel you were. I don't know what vessel got broke. I don't know what dream got dashed. But I'm going to tell you that in the potter's house, God is going to make it into another vessel. And it's going to be the most beautiful thing that you could ever imagine. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, above all, you know why? You know why some prayers go unanswered. Let me tell you why some prayers go unanswered. Some prayers go unanswered because they don't describe how good God wants to be to you. You say, "God, I, I, God, I need you to do this, and I need you to do that." And God said, mm, "Yeah, but if you leave it to me, I've got something better than what you're asking." He's going to make you into another vessel. Hallelujah. I said he's going to make you into another vessel. Let yourself be placed upon the potter's wheel. Let yourself be placed into the potter's hand. Come on in to the potter's house. And let God put you back together again. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord, hath the clay power over the potter? Can the clay say to the potter, do this and do that? No, it's the other way around. Give the potter power over the clay and let him begin to mold you and shape you and make you into something beautiful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My, my father and I were talking just this last week, Brother Enos, you remember the, the, the priest, the Catholic priest from Notre Dame University, Notre Dame, and he he came to Indianapolis to meet with my grandfather because he was a catholic priest and and in his classes he had two of the most arrogant young men that he had ever met they were they harassed him as a teacher and he they were they were terrible young men and he couldn't stand to teach them he dreaded every day and somewhere somebody got a hold of these young men and they went to a prayer meeting an apostolic prayer meeting And they repented of their sins. And God filled them with the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. They were baptized in Jesus' name. They came back to this class and met with the priest. And they said, we owe you an apology, sir. We have been so awful to you. We have harassed you. We've made your life miserable. And they said, we want to apologize to you, and we want to apologize to the whole class. They got up in front of the whole class and apologized to the whole class with tears, saying we we were lost in our sin, but God has filled us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know that Catholic priest said, I had never seen a change like this in all my life. And I had heard that people could be filled with the Holy Ghost. But I thought it was some fanaticism. But when I saw it happen in these young men, I knew it has to be true. He repented of his sins. He was baptized in Jesus' name. And the Catholic priest was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I gonna tell you, that's the kind of stuff that happens in the potter's house and you better get ready because everything every lie that the devil has told this world the light of truth is getting ready to shine forth from this place and people are going to be drawn to him as we lift him up he will draw all men unto himself and they're coming they're coming to the potter's house they're coming to the potter's house and we've got to be ready to say look what the Lord is doing look what the Lord is doing I wonder if you could lift your hands in the name of Jesus all across this house, all across this house. Lift up your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Lift up your voice unto God and give him praise. Woo. Hallelujah. My God, have mercy. God's doing something. 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 He's doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and stand with me right now if you would. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There are two wheels at work and they're going in the same, they're working toward the same goal. There's the wheel of His Spirit and the, there's the wheel of our work. And we've got to work while it is yet day. For the night cometh when no man can work. And we're going to come and work for the Lord. And as we do, it's going to unleash the Spirit of God to begin to work among us. And in the name of the Lord, we want the Spirit to begin to move in this house. We want the Spirit of God to begin to flow in this place. I want us to lift up our hands right now and say, Lord, let the Holy Ghost have his way at Tree of Life Church. I want everybody that's got a testimony, I want you to begin to praise God according to the word of your testimony. My God, my God, I'm looking out over the audience today, over the congregation, and I see people who have a testimony of his righteousness. Don't you let that go to waste. Don't you let that end up in some potter's field. Don't be like a Judas Iscariot where you've seen miracles and you've seen signs and wonders and you've been in his presence and you know he's Lord. You know he's Lord and you sell out for something so cheap and something, something so false. No, no. It's time to let the testimony shine forth. It's time to let the potter go to work. It's time to let the potter go to work in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up that praise unto God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I wonder if there are any broken vessels as we praise Him. I wonder if there's any vessels who need the hands of the potter to be around you and your family and your mind. I want you to come forward right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I need some I need some vessels right now. Come on, let's fill this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, this is the Potter's house. 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 I want somebody to come who doesn't normally come to the front. I want somebody to come who doesn't normally come to the front. Come on, this is a house where people are put back together, where dreams are revived, where hopes are restored, where relationships are healed, where hearts are mended. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I want every person, hear me now, hear me now. I want every person who is concerned about the state of our world. I want you just to lift your hand right now. You're concerned about the state of our world. I mean, they're talking about war. War. With China in two years four-star generals bombings in Iran last night missiles from Azerbaijan the world is in upheaval and they're drifting further and further from God and there are lives being rattled and throttled and broken trampled by spirits of Antichrist death and destruction that's roaming and raging through the earth and we can sit around and tweet our complaints or we can beautify the house of the potter and let me tell you something about that everywhere you go you are a potter's house you're a place where broken lives can be put back together you carry that potter's wheel with you everywhere you go hallelujah I want everybody that's, that's had the potter to put his hands upon your life and reshape you after you felt broken and wounded. I want you to begin to praise his name and say, God, I want you to breathe revival into my city. I want you to breathe revival into our world. In the name of Jesus, I want you to breathe revival into my family. I want you to use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. it the Lord's doing something in this place the Lord is doing something in this place come on I'm talking to some broken people right now I'm talking to some broken people right now the whole need not a physician that's not me I need a physician I need the Lord in me hallelujah I'm only I'm only whole in Jesus Christ I'm only whole in Jesus Christ come on that's it that's it all across this house lift up your hands lift up your voice lift up your heart (laughs) <laughs> this is a that's it. The Lord's doing something. The Lord's doing something right now. That's it. I need some help praying for folks right now. There are people that are seeking God in this house. Come on. That's it. That's it. There's, there's healing happening right now. As we speak, there's healing. Right now there's healing happening. This is a house, is a house of, of
1: healing. A house of healing. Our hearts, f- our hearts are full. Our hearts are full of faith. Hearts are full of faith. you have our full, have attention. Our full attention. Yes. Sir. You have you the full
0: Praise the ever
1: Jesus, come alive in the name of Jesus.
0: you as you pray. You just continue to pray. God's doing something mighty in this house. If you're on your way out, God bless you. We want to see you next week. We look forward to a good time in the house of the Lord. Thank you for being here today. We're looking forward to baptizing Tyler and Makai in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you in the name of the Lord. to baptize Makai today in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise for that. <laughs> you can come on in
1: here.
0: It's nice and warm. That's a seat. If you want to sit on that, you can. That'd be fine. Or you can stand up. Either way. You want to stand up? Okay.
1: I'm uh-huh.